to Numbers chapter 14 this evening. Numbers 14. I don't remember if the kids were talking about junior church or Sunday school, but uh, they had the same passage or the same part of scripture uh, this morning as they get this evening, so I think that's pretty neat. But uh, tonight we're looking at the two men of faith is what I call it. We have Caleb and Joshua here, two of the men that went into Canaan, spied out the land, and the two men that came back with a, with a good report. I'm going to read the whole chapter, it's kind of long, uh, but we're going to read the entire thing, and then I, I want to look at just two points, two points, but I want to read the whole thing just for context and uh, you know, reading the scripture, uh, maybe the Lord has something in here for you that he didn't give me, so I don't want to skip over any of it. Chapter 14, verse 1 says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? For it, were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we have passed through to search it, it is, or is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land, and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not." But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. The Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them, I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them. I will make thee, and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it, for thou broughtest up this people in thy might from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, for they have feared that thou, Lord, art among this people, or they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, and that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by daytime, and a pillar of a cloud, and a pillar of fire by night." Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations will have heard the fame of thee, or which have heard the fame of thee, will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land which he sware unto them, therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, saying, The Lord is long-suffering, and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people, 
according to the greatness of thy mercy, as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. I'm not going to preach on what Moses did tonight, maybe next week, I'm not sure. But just that passage of scripture right there is, is pretty incredible to me. Um, the in, entire nation was saved by the faith of Moses, by the, the, uh, the love of the people that Moses had, and just, just his relationship with the Lord. Verse 21, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant, servant Caleb, because he hath or had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land, whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in the valley. Tomorrow turn you, and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea." And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from twenty years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joseph the son of Nun. But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in the wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years, and bear your whoredoms, until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness." After the number of the days in which ye search the land, even forty days, each day for a year, shall ye bear your iniquities, even forty years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. I, the Lord, have said, I will surely do it unto this evil congregation that are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die. And the men which Moses sent to search the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. But Joseph the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. Moses told these things unto all the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. They rose up early in the morning and got them up to the top of the mountain, saying, Lo, we are here, and will go up into the place which the Lord hath promised, for we have sinned. And Moses said, Wherefore now do ye transgress the commandment of the Lord? But it shall not prosper. Go not up, for the Lord is not among you, that ye be not smitten before your enemies. For the Amalekite and the Canaanites are there before you, and ye shall fall by the sword, because ye are turned away from the Lord. Therefore the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up unto the hilltop. Nevertheless the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. Then the Amalekites came down, and the Canaanites which dwell in the hill, and smote them, and discomfited them, even unto Hormah. So I want to look at Caleb and, jo and Joshua tonight, but I also want to look at Israel, and what they, their response to Caleb, 
and, and what God did to them. The repercussions of it, to me, are, are incredible. And, uh, and so, let's, uh, let's have a word of prayer to begin with tonight. And then, uh, one of my favorite men in the Bible is Caleb. And so, we'll look at them in just a second. Father, I want to praise you for all that you've given us. Lord, thank you for the music we sang tonight. Thank you, Lord, for each one that uh, set the cares of this world aside and came to worship you tonight. Father, help us to do that in spirit and in truth. Help us, Lord, to, to look into your word with eyes and hearts that are searching and, and uh, Father, are open that your spirit would be able to work. Convict where necessary. And Lord, just uh, humble us before you today. Christ's name we pray, amen. So we know the story. They, the ten spies went in, and the, the ones, the evil, or the ten spies came out and gave the evil report. And we looked at that last week. As they saw the promise of God in front of them, this is the land he told you was going to be like this, and they, they came out and they said, No, we can't go in. We're as grasshoppers in our own sight in front of the people there, and their cities are fortified and built up. And just the two men stood up. And it says in, that they rent their clothes, clothing. In verse 6, they rent their clothing. They, they were so uh, passionate about following God that when the other ten turned their back on God, it was causing them to mourn and to weep. The rending of the clothes was a sign of, sign of sorrow. And, and they just fell down in front of the people said, let's do what God says. They, they said in verse 7, They spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. They came and brought the same report about the land. God has provided for us here. We can move into this land that we have not earned, that God is giving us. And the blessings here are, are tremendous. This is an exceeding good land. But they gave some things here that, w- that they needed to do. And verse 8 said, If the Lord delight in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. He was just telling them simply, if we just obey, if we just go. <laughs> I, Caleb's, Caleb's very vocal in every, just about every passage you see. He's standing up and, and speaking boldly about what he believes. There's conviction in that man. He said, listen, just obey. Just obey. I want my life to be that way. I look at Caleb and I want to be like him. Not, Not to be recognized, but to just, that it's known that God is alive in that person's life. Caleb wasn't doing this to be lifted up in front of the people of Israel. He was doing this because he cared about them. And he loved the Lord. And he said, let's go. All we've got to do is obey. Just simply trust Him. And, and let's go. And then he says, only rebel not. Rebel not, verse, eight, or verse 9. Rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of this land. They came and they said, listen, we're, we're going to throw Moses out. We're done following him. We're going to elect us a captain that will take us back to slavery. That will take us back to Egypt so we can go back into bondage. 
be better that than here, because God's brought us here to die, and our, our wives and our children are going to be going to be taken by these people. And they're gonna they're they're gonna do whatever they want with them. You've just brought us here to to destroy us and to ruin our family. So we're gonna get us another captain and we're gonna go back. It's rebelling against the Lord. Wonder how many times in our service we've come to the point, service of the Lord, we've come to the point where Okay, things are just difficult. I'm not following that order anymore. I'm going back to where I used to be. This is going to destroy me. This is too much for me. The, the, uh, maybe it's relationships, our Christian relationships. They're not doing for us what we think they should be doing for us. And so I'm going back. I've been insulted. I've been hurt. I've, I've got a struggle ahead of me that I cannot handle. I'm going back. That's what they said. And Caleb says, stop and don't rebel against the Lord. I love his attitude. He said, fear not, for they are bread for us. That's quite a statement. Caleb walked through the land of Canaan, and he saw the same thing the other ten saw. He saw these men that were, you know, this tall. He saw Jericho with its mighty fortified walls. He saw the number of people that they were coming up against. He saw the, the, the weapons that they had. They did have technology that was more advanced than Israel had in weaponry. They had a lot of things that from the eye looked uh, undefeatable. They were greater than the Israelites. Yet Joseph, I mean Joshua and Caleb walked through the land and they're just marveling at what God had given them. They see the enemy and they say, that's, that's more bread for us right there. <laughs> I don't look at bread and think of it as having much strength. It's just something that we enjoy to eat. And, and he's talking about, I'm just going in and I'm going to enjoy the deliverance of the Lord. Don't rebel against it. That's what's ahead of us. We have victory waiting for us. Complete faith, unshakable faith here as he walked through and saw the same thing that they saw. Go with, go with me to Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah chapter 50. I'm going to read the entire chapter. Verse 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement? Whom have I put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgression is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all, that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Hypothetical question, right? Is my hand shortened that I can't redeem? He's asking a question. The same thing he basically asked Job when he started talking to Job. Where were you when I formed the earth? It's, who, am, who are you talking to? He asked Moses the same thing when Moses said, I can't speak. He goes, who am I? Did I not make your tongue? Right here he says, is my arm shortened? Uh... 
or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness, their fish stinketh, because there is no water, and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their coverings. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheek to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Who among you, who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. There's a ton in this chapter. It's, it's a lot more than what I have time to talk about tonight. But I just wanted to point out again and again and again in the Bible, we see God's power shown. Now Caleb walked in the land and he saw the giants. He saw the forts. He saw the things that they had to contend with. And yet he looked at that and he looked at, compared it to God and said it's nothing is the Lord's hand shortened that he can't save? Is, is his power diminished one little bit from when he created the universe? If we'll, can, if we'll just always remember that, the things that come against us in life are, are tiny, insignificant things compared to he who spoke the universe into place. He who said, let there be light and there was light, and he saw that it was good. He that said, let there be creeping things upon the earth, and there are creeping things upon the earth. He said, let there be sun, moon, stars, all, this, all the things in the firmament, and they were there. I love watching creation-based videos about the, the galaxies that are around us. And the light that we have, that we can see from g galaxies away through our Hubble telescope, and that God made that in an instant. And yet, Israel, who knew God was their creator, who walked through the Red Sea on dry ground, now how great of a miracle was that? They looked into the land and they saw the giants and they said, it's too much, our God cannot save. He's brought us here to die. And Caleb said, not for a second. Caleb didn't waver one little bit, said, let's go. Let's go, I'm excited to see what God is going to do. I'm excited for the people in Canaan to see the God that I serve and the power that He has. I wish I could say I lived my life that way every day. What's it say back here about, about Caleb? It says, But my servant Caleb, because he hath another spirit in him, and hath followed me fully. 
That's a testimony right there. He followed me fully. His faith did not waver. He looked unto the Lord and said, He is able to do all of this and more. He brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. He brought us through the Red Sea with His breath. (laughs) And He's brought us here. Let's go. Let's go. And the people sought to kill Him. The people sought to kill Him. You know another thing about Caleb I don't see in any of this is a bitterness towards the people that came after him. He had to have had his heart broken. So did Joshua. We have to now walk out in the wilderness for 40 years and see every adult in Israel die and their carcass rot before we get to go into where God has promised us. It had to have been a heartbreak. And and in my mind, I would have a bit of resentment against him. Why have you done this? (laughs) Just look at them. How dumb can you be? But I don't see that in Caleb, and I don't see that in Joshua. I see two men who just wanted to serve the Lord. They reject the people, and the people reject God in verse 10. All the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle, the congregation before all the children of Israel. Once again, God's presence shows up in the midst and says, Just stop. (laughs) It's the hand in the cookie jar moment again except far greater. They're murmuring against Moses, against God, and against Joshua. Or Joseph, Joshua and Joseph, I cannot get those two say, straight. Somebody silence the peanut gallery, please. They're murmuring against them, and God's presence shows up. It's the old... hard swallow, I'm in trouble again. And God pronounces the judgment against them and says, I'm going to destroy this people. I I don't know, I can't see in the passage whether the people heard what God said to Moses or not. But God said to Moses, I'm going to destroy them and I'm going to build the people with you. I'm starting over. They've tempted me enough. They've murmured against me enough. I'm starting over. Moses says, don't do it, Lord, because if you do, the testimony will get around the world of what has happened here. And God was merciful and said, okay, but they will bear the punishment for their sin. So now take them out into the wilderness for the next 40 years. Every person that is 20 and older will die out there in the wilderness. We see in the Word of God over and over and over the seriousness of sin. As I study this passage, I'm just reminded again, God does not take sin lightly. I cannot expect Him to, to gloss over it, to excuse it. He took them and He said, you are all going to die, and on top of that, your children are going to wander out here for 20 years. Or 40 years, I'm sorry. For 40 years, the kids that you said were going to be a prey for the people of Canaan will now suffer the result of your sin as well. I was 
just sitting and thinking about that and meditating on that part of this story for a while. Verse 31 through 34, But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in the wilderness. And your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. Thought about that. Everything that we do affects them. Affects them. So when I rebel against God, they bear the brunt of my whoredoms. They bear the results of my sin. That's a sobering thought. It can be the same for grandparents. It can be the same for anyone. Listen, those that are around us bear the brunt of our sin. Now the adults died. But the children, 40 years out of their life, imagine if you were 18... You're, you're 58 before you get to go into the promised land because your parents rebelled against God. I don't want my testimony to be that my children suffer the brunt of my sin. They bear the pestilence for 40 years. Obviously, our, our children are ultimately responsible for their own actions they will answer to God for their own life someday. But I will too. Fathers, we answer for our children. What will they do? We were talking about in Sunday school, uh, Joshua <laughs> said, you choose this day whom you're going to serve. If there's the gods over there or the gods in the land that you dwell. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, Joshua's testimony was that he served God. And he made a decision, he made a choice that my children will too. I want to be resolute in that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it has to start right here. They have to see a man that will stand for what's right. A man that's not going to accuse God of doing wrong. A man that's going to walk with the Lord every day of his life. And I'll trust him to then lead in their life. Mr. Martin said of his five children, you're going to serve the Lord or I'm going to kill you. That's what he told his children. As long as they're in my house, they'll serve the Lord. They have to choose for themselves when they get out. But there's rules in our home. We can, we can make that determination, and they will follow those rules. They will be in church every time the doors are open. They will read their Bible and learn how to pray and learn how to sing and have a relationship with God, I pray. But what do, what do they see in us? If I rebel against God, it affects them for the rest of their life. If you rebel against God, 
It, reflect, it affects those around you for the rest of their life. Caleb and Joshua rent their clothes and said, don't do this. Stop and think. God is able. We've, we're going to walk into this land and see Him destroy the enemy. It is ours to, t- to take. The victory is already promised. It's won. If God says it, it's already done. Let's go. And the people rebelled and the children bore the brunt of it and the adults died. Sin is not a light thing. Rebellion against God is never taken lightly. Two men were faithful. God allowed them to go into the land. God gave Caleb the mountain at the age of 85. He said, let's go. My strength hasn't, hasn't waned one little bit. I'm ready to go into this mountain and give me the one with the giants in it because I want to see the power of God. He served him all of his life, and that can be our testimonies too. Can it be said of us, my servant Caleb, because he hath another spirit with him, and, not, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land. He, he gets to serve me. He's going to walk with me and see the deliverance of God. I pray that's our testimony. These are two men of faith. Let it be said of us that we followed God fully. Their children were blessed. And those that come after us will be too. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for our time tonight. Thank you for your word and for the testimony of Caleb and Joshua. Lord, in their faith, unwavering, unshakable faith. And Lord, I I know that is your will for each one of us, just to rely on you. I know that when we do, you will give us the victory. You will give us strength. Lord, I know that your word speaks of it over and over. And so I also know that we struggle with it every day. And Father, I ask for your strength. For every one of us, Lord, to learn to trust you more, that as long as we have breath within us, we will serve you, that we can make that that statement, Father, as long as I'm alive, me and my house, we're going to follow you. Give us the faith that we've seen in your word and help us to serve you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for salvation. And Lord, thank you for this church, the faithfulness of the people here. I praise you for what you've built, and I I ask that you would continue to grow us. Lord, help us to never waver, never falter, to stand for truth and be a light in which tough falls. Christ's holy name we pray, amen.